Your reality checks in the mail. Hello and welcome to Look at the Adjective. We aren't here to podcast because we're melting. It's like the fucking Caribbean here. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely sweltering, isn't it? <laughs> I am Colonel Max Staffer and I'm joined by a man who tried to break that jabroni Hulk Hogan's leg. A man who is a bit anti-Semitic on Howard Stern. <laughs> a man a man who'll make you humble, Bubba. Vata cunt, the aluminium chic, mean Mark Crowver. How are you doing, mate? Good mate, yeah. Always uh, always nice to get a bit of honour there for, for, for Baba. <laughs> but yeah, I'm yeah, good, had, mate. How are you doing? Two problematic characters die in about two weeks, three weeks, so yeah. Bit of a tribute. I'm not bad, mate. I'm just uh, I'm not built for this weather. I'm from yeah. Manchester one. It pisses it down. I wish I'd still lived there. It was torrential rain last night. <laughs> yeah, but then you'd have been caught up in that absolute crazy parade, wouldn't you, if you were there yesterday? <laughs> I wouldn't have been caught up in it. There's about 50 people there. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm not built for it. I've got the Irish curse, to be fair, mate. Irish curse backbreaker. Um, Irish curse backbreaker, yeah. <laughs> Freckly skin. And a ginger beard. I'm the same. I, this heat just absolutely like rinses me. Like our, our homes aren't built for this, are they? They're just not. No. <laughs> Amer- Americans love it. They go, oh yeah, but surely you've got aircon. No, no, we haven't. No, we get about not. three weeks of this a year, mate. <laughs> if that. <laughs> and we're still never prepared for it. <laughs> no. But then I've got like a normal fan, and it's just circulating hot air around the room. Hot, hot air. redundant. <laughs> yeah. With a side lump of crass. <laughs> Crescent of crisps. <laughs> I don't even need to pull out the patches in my pocket this week. <laughs> oh, it's a monumental show, this one. It is. It's not your regular episode. But what is regular... As clockwork, it's that one and only cretin of the three weeks again, pretty much. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, life gets in the way, guys. So, uh, have you got one for me, Mark? Yeah, I've got a couple of. Um, I've got one that was just ridiculous. I mean, it was a couple. It was a couple of weeks ago at this point. I think it was. Um, and then I've got one that I, I, I undertook a little bit of bit of research on on social media, uh, but I'll get to that one in a bit. The first one was the. Uh, they're just a complete fuck up on the behalf of about eight blokes wrestling, a guy booking it, and whoever, however many agents backstage doing it, getting involved with it as well. So it's from Double or Nothing. This the uh, the main event of the uh, the of the evening, which was an absolute car crash in the worst possible way. The anarchy in the arena thing, as they did last year. They they played some music at the beginning of the song, but this time they went a bit went a bit bigger. They went to live band. I don't know who this band was. Violent artists or something. I can't remember what they were called. They sound great. They were shit. But that's not the worst <laughs> thing. The singer comes out in in some sort of like black mask covered in and then surrounded with black face paint in just the most blatant black face you'll ever gonna see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking, right, so before he's gone, you know, he's got all the all the gear set up, the band and everything. And he's walked out the curtain. Have you not gone? Hang on, <laughs> we don't do that anymore, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit. It, well, it's not a bit. It's really fucking problematic. It's but it was a trend for that show. I thought problematic issues. It was. I, I can't believe how that got past sort of standards and practices, and and just anyone with half an ounce of fucking brain. The guy you run the company is Asian of Asian origin. How the fuck? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't get my head around it. I mean, I was watching it at like four, or five o'clock in the morning or whatever. And you know, when you're sort of half asleep and you're thinking, right? I sort of, I, I, I woke up instantly. I was like, what the fuck am I looking at here? Because <laughs> the the map before, I expected that. I didn't expect them to see that from uh, the live band that was playing. <laughs> I know, I know, and and it it got a little bit. Well, not maybe not worse, but it got equally as pretty bad with. Uh, the homicidal, suicidal, genocidal Sabu coming out. Yeah. A man who's uh, notoriously in the past said this about Jim Ross. He's a puss-ass F-A-G <laughs> and an all-round asshole. So fuck you, Jim Ross. Hope you die, you fucking dickhead, cock-eater, 
two-faced cunt WWE fuckboy. <laughs> and he's also, he also called Taz the N-word. So, great hire, Tony. <laughs> yeah, a lot of background checks going on there, isn't there, Tony? Fucking hell. Jesus Christ, how does he let this shit slip? Do you know what it is? It's probably because he does every fucking thing, doesn't delegate anything, and he just, it's like, what about this? Yeah, yeah, fine, yeah. There's no due diligence going on, is there? <laughs> no, and he's just a little ECW mark who just hires anyone he wants just to like relive his childhood fantasies, man. Yeah. I mean, I've, I never really saw the appeal to that guy anyway, and I don't really get why you're bringing him in at like 50-odd. He looks like shit, and he's just randomly involved in that Jericho and Adam Cole match. It's just like, what? Yeah. It did. Well, I don't understand. I didn't understand the point of it. I mean... It's not like Adam Cole's like an ECW like alumni or anything like that, is it? He's got absolutely nothing to do with it. It made no sense. Was he trip? I mean, out of all the people on on the AEW roster, I wouldn't have said Adam Cole would have been trained by Sabu. Do you know, like if you look at everyone on that roster, you go, "It was trained by Sabu." You'd pick about. Hundred before you pick yeah. Adam Cole. Yeah, I'm not would. saying he was trained by Sabu, but you know Adam Cole's like Shawn Michaels' school of thought and stuff like that, like that that sort of style. And yeah, off into the hardcore. His style's definitely uh, falling off a cliff at the moment. So, <laughs> well, hopefully, uh, him and MGF can create something at least. We'll have, we'll have to see. What, another five-hour promo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else have you got for us then on the on the cretinometer? It's a couple of uh, small ones. Just just the the fact that John Moxley was holding a training seminar. I think that was quite funny. <laughs> there was a couple of good little like tweets that were sawed to that one there. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a belting one uh, by a guy called uh, General Booty, big hero Chris. Is was just everyone take a blade and pass the rest around. That was quite funny. <laughs> Well, if you cut yourself here, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, another, another little highlight of my week was a friend of the podcast, Rob from Unbooking the Territory. Yeah, just just owning Dave Meltzer. Yeah, that was nice. That was nice. That was funny. That. <laughs> Lovely. What a guy. Yeah, we definitely doff our cap to you, Rob, mate. That was it. Was quality. And I know you weren't doing it just for the lols. You were doing it because. He's a moron, and you were making a very good point. Yeah, it just it just shows, man. It just just shows what a gimp this just guy applies is. to anyone, and he just as it tries to have it out with anyone, it's hilarious. Yeah, but that that was just a, a brief, just something that made me laugh during the week. Yeah. But my main one is is a new entry, is a newcomer on the scene. I'm surprised, due to his viewpoints on a lot of things, mm. that he hasn't made this list sooner. It is. Sean Morley, a.k.a. Val Venus, a.k.a. the Big Balboski, <laughs> comes out with this cracking tweet. The Nazis were brain damaged by meth. The trans-Nazis were brain damaged by vaccines. Both are destructive to all that is good in society. Not only does he come out with that, <laughs> he has a little chart. It says, know the differences. One On one side, it's a swastika. On one, oh, on the God. other side, it's a it's a trans flag. So, and then down under know your differences, it has a lot of different spiel, and then it's got a tick or a cross next to it. He's essentially saying trans people are the same as the Nazis, which has got to be the most fucking mental take I have ever heard in my life. It's bollocks, massively <laughs> bollocks, highly offensive. Absolute scumbag. I don't think any, you know, transgender persons exterminated any sort of race of people. <laughs> so, it, so it says, so totalitarian secular religion ticks for both. Don't think either of them are religion, to be fair. No, neither. Nazis was definitely totalitarian. Yeah. Tries to remake, quote unquote, modernize society. Two ticks there, one for each. I don't think... Uh, I don't think the way transgender people are trying to modernise society is modernising it, really. It's just like, listen, this is who we are. Fucking deal with it. And we just want the same rights as everybody else. Threatened by free speech. Tick, tick. Assaults opponents. Tick, tick. I've never seen a transgender guy, you know, fucking take anyone to a concentration camp. 
<laughs> it's absolute nonsense, isn't it? <laughs> Claims to be victimised by a religion. Tick, tick. Medical experiments on the mentally ill. Tick, tick. When have the fucking transgender people, as, as a people, done any medical experiments on mentally ill people? What the fuck is it? I think he's mentally Re- ill. Fucking tick. Oh, he's massively mentally ill. Recruits <laughs> children. Tick, tick. What? Persuasive propaganda in media and art. Tick, tick. What? Just, just you know, accept people for who they are. Ooh, propaganda. Fucking hell. Not kill the Jews. <laughs> really into flags and parades. Tick, tick. Impressive taste in clothing. The Nazis get a tick. The transgender people do not get a tick. They get a cross <laughs> on impressive. So, <laughs> so that's a pro for them, is it? He's giving them a pro there. He's a fucking bell piece. Promoted by the US government, public schools, academia, unions, non-profits and Fortune 500 companies. It's a cross for the Nazis and a tick for the transgender. You mean the US government just, just likes people to be who they are and be accepted? Oh, my God, how fucking shocking. And I'll be honest with you, it's, it was def- Nazism was definitely promoted by certain Americans, Henry Ford being one of them. And Hitler was also Time's Man of the Year. So yeah, what an absolute um, fucking cretin! Yeah, Wombat. I mean that's not even that's not even cretin. That that's different. That's like that's the that's the what's the, the intolerable cunt award? That one. I think he's gone above the cretin scale. <laughs> he's gone. He's gone to another level with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now yeah. I mean it's, that. It's... that that's insanity. It's like the, it's like someone with like a tin foil hat on, isn't it? Just just rambling. Oh god, yeah. It's like a proper Matt Letizia yeah. job that. And, and Ricky Lambert, as I as I sent you before, he's got. Did you not see that thing where he put um, what happens? Yeah. Uh, the guy put what happens to Southampton set piece drills? I'm worried for Ward Prowse. <laughs> it's all gonna go come tumbling down for JWP. <laughs> And Letitia is fucking one of the dirt worst, but this guy, Val Venus, fucking Sean Morley, what an absolute cunt. It's funny you should mention that, because I didn't know you obviously mentioned that, but I saw a, like, a clip of him come up on Twitter the other day. The first time I've seen anything of him in bloody 15, 20 years or something, but it wasn't obviously that. It was just like a clip of him from back in the day. But yeah, that is, I didn't know he was like in, like in I didn't know he was that sort of character. That's just fucking shocking, really. I knew it was a bit conspiracy theory. I didn't know the um, the magnitude. Let's just say mm. that he's, yeah, a, he's I mean, clearly a right wing fucking lunatic. <laughs> he's got to be any fuck's sake. Yeah, I mean that, that don't it doesn't get much more ridiculous than that. But I am, as I alluded to earlier, I, I did a little bit of a little bit of market research, if you could say that earlier on uh, this week in, on Twitter, or might have been back in the last week actually. So. Um, it's been ramping up the uh, the PR, the pro- like the promotional stuff for the uh, for the new AEW game. I think it's called Fight Forever. And called, called, it, called it takes forever. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. It's been in development for bloody god knows how long. They've pushed the, the release date back about five, six times or something like that. And it's cost them a shitload of cash as well, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, to be honest. When they first announced it, I was thinking, right, okay, that could be good because they were promising sort of, you know, WWF No Mercy from like, but in a modern day, you know, with with you know updated movements and graphics, because obviously No Mercy is like widely known as like the best wrestling game of however like, many years or whatever, or one of the most revolutionary anyway. And they've been bringing out some <laughs> some new footage and stuff and some like character models recently, and it's like. Some of the graphic stuff and the movement of the faces and stuff—it just looks. It look. It generally looks like like a game from like the early two thousands. SmackDown um, versus Raw. Yeah, like yeah, like SmackDown versus Raw two thousand and five or whatever. And it's like I thought I I was I had high hopes. I was thinking right, okay, maybe it could be a good because the last few WWE games haven't been that good really. So I thought maybe it'll be any be good. So they put some new footage out of like Sting, like the character Sting in the game. The graphics, like, like you know, how Sting has like snow falling from him when he when he, when he comes to the yeah. ring and stuff. It was like like little pixelated snowballs, and it's just like it looks absolutely dreadful. So I just thought I'm gonna have a bit of fun with this because I was a bit bored. <laughs> I just put, I just, I just, I just, I had a bit of a hypothesis that if I 
put anything that could be seen as negative about this game that I would get quite a bit of stick, possibly Pel- a little pelters. bit of hate. Yeah, pelters would probably be the word I'd use. So I just put underneath it, just what I said a minute ago, literally looks like a PS2 game. Graphics are woeful, which I think is a fair comment. The graphics are shit. <laughs> yeah, they are. It's and um, bear, bear in mind, this game's not even out yet. The the general consensus was, which I thought might be the might be the the sort of rep- responses would it was uh, a lot of this it was I'll take I'll take gameplay over graphics any day to a game they've not played, um, <laughs> yeah. not even out yet, and um, and because obviously I slagged it off, it looks like a PS2 game. They all going the PS2 was amazing. What are you on about? I love the graphics from the two thousands. Yeah, so did I. I loved it. In the 2000s, yeah. <laughs> I loved the PS2. I'd one, mate. Yeah, had, had all the wrestling games. Looked great then. Don't look like that. I wouldn't want to play them now, like. And then no. just like, like there, there was a few of them, like, they were just genuinely, like, just absolutely coming for me. I'm like, it's just a game, lads. Yeah. <laughs> the ironic the guy, thing is, one guy came back like, to me, he, he was just, he was just, he was like, you fucking dumb cunt. How, how, how dare you talk about this? Why are you coming into this? And it's like, all right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you'd have said, if you'd have played it and said, oh, the gameplay's a bit shit, then you'd go, well, I'll take the graphics over gameplay any day. <laughs> just anything to fit the narrative in it. It's just yeah, like... of course it is. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. It just tickled me one afternoon. I thought, let's just see what I get. And I, I was pretty much bang on. And it's like you can't you can't have any negative criticisms of this company without getting absolute fucking nailed on Twitter even, or even if it's constructive. I know. I mean that wasn't obviously. It wasn't it, it wasn't, it wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't sitting there slagging off AEW. Well, I was just saying the graphics will give it shit. <laughs> and that's not even down to AEW, that's down to you know, whoever the whoever's done the game. And uh, and an Omega probably. <laughs> I just thought it. I just thought it was quite funny. It just it do, it does genuinely sum up like those sort of hardcore AEW fans on Twitter and online and stuff. It's like there's just it's, they'll leap to the defense of it, anything. It's just I thought it was hilarious. I mean, I, I want it to be a good game. I want them to be successful, and then they're just like, well, no, they didn't quite see it that way. <laughs> but it was quite funny. I did enjoy it. <laughs> I, th- I think the AEW fan base has got to be the credit of the week because I think old uh, Val Venus is definitely deplorable cunt of the week. Definitely. Hero of the week, Rob from Unbooking the Territory. Well done. I know yeah, he didn't do it for quality. the kudos. I know he didn't do it for that, mate, but it gave me, you know, a good half hour of, of enjoyment and quality laughter. Yeah. So, nice one. <laughs> However, moving on to more positive things, well... Positive down the line. Tonight is a special episode. It's it's the cap off. It's the round off to the year 1996 in WCW. It is the first annual Adjis <laughs> like the Oscars, but it's for it's for WCW. More prestigious as well. It's far more <laughs> prestigious than than the Oscars. I mean. You don't even get a trophy here, mate. You get like a, you get a fucking what? What are them little uh, Bitcoin fucking photos called? <laughs> NFT. <laughs> NFTs. You get an NFT of uh, John Terry full kick gimmick not played and holding the fucking Champions League. He's a he's a big NFT guy, wasn't he? Like a yeah. few of them were. Like uh, yeah, yeah. Like do, you remember, do you remember when it came out? He was selling then NFTs of like monkey characters. Mm. And it was just like, oh, John, you're past. <laughs> this is this is a one-off piece of art that only you own. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to be fair, Cornette sold NFTs as well, so I can't, you know, you know, wrong. I don't think they lasted bastard. very long, though, did they? <laughs> no, I don't think so. So we're going to get straight into it. Got quite a few categories. We certainly have. First award of the night is the Wooden Top Award. For worst promo, sponsored by Ron Seal. <laughs> sponsored by Ron Seal. <laughs> Does what it says on the tin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Does exactly what it says on the tin. <laughs> so we've got a few <laughs> a few nominees for this. And we will deliberate. So the first one is obviously Lord Wooden Top Lex Luger. Yep. <laughs> Second is Wooden Goff Sting. Then we've got VK Chinlock. M. Chinlock, whichever you want to call him. 
We've got Roboto, aka Deborah, and we've got the Giant. <laughs> who is who is the worst promo of nineteen ninety six, Mark? I mean, to to me, this is probably a toss up between those early World Heavyweight Champion Giant promos or Roboto because she is absolute dog mess. She's possibly the worst promo I've ever heard in wrestling. Never mind, just she this. is, but. Them early Luger promos. <laughs> well, she is shocking, isn't she? Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we could look past her. I don't know if you can look past fucking early Lex Luger, for fuck's sake, mate. He spawned this award. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy to. I'm happy to I'm happy to concede. I don't know, Roboto. She's like she's like the um, you know, the last leg of the, you know. Grand National, and he's like, oh, coming <laughs> on the outside, it's Roboto. <laughs> Late arrival. It's a, it's on, a on photo the final finish. Spring. Yeah, final <laughs> furlong. I think those early Luga ones were pretty rotten-like, to be fair. It's easy to remember the more recent things. I think I think he's worse simply because of the level he's supposed to be at. Yeah. She's You're just expecting her to be good. No, nobody is. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough, then. I think, I think you're right. I think... Lord wouldn't stop. Mr. Luger. He gets it. Next up, best feud. The nominees are Ray Mysterio and Dean Malenko, Benoit Sullivan, Hogan Piper, and Flair Savage. Some good ones. If you're going Different on pure heat. Feuds. Yeah, of course. Well. Yeah, if you're going on pure heat, you've got to go Benoit Sullivan or Flair Savage, but the Flair Savage one wasn't followed through and to be fair the Benoit Sullivan one hasn't really been followed through a lot not to yeah. the point it should have been yeah and, and the, the sort of, like as I say the different ones like like the Ray Dean one was like a match feud where it was like it was like who's the better man it wasn't there wasn't like like any valid like volatile nature to it it was just like I'm best in the world in this division are you going to take it from me and then like the, the, the chase of getting it back I enjoyed that one a lot we did, yeah. and the, the match quality was far superior than anything else Yeah, in the nominees, but I, I don't think you can look over Hogan Piper. It drew the money. Yeah, It genuinely got us sort of invested in Hogan a little that bit. That takes some doing. And Piper brought a lot of oomph to the show. He really did, and he, he, he sort of turned it around for us a little bit. It was a bit, yeah, because it was, it was floundering a bit, wasn't it? It was, it was like, where are they going with this? Like, but he was he was must watch really, wasn't he? I know the match wasn't particularly good or anything like that, but it was. But you had that sort of right. Want to see what happens because of the whole build, didn't you? So that was what said. So that was quite impressive that they managed to sort of get me excited for the match, even though realistically it was never going to be a classic. But it wasn't as bad as we thought it'd be. No, it wasn't, and it was they they built it well. Hogan was good, especially in the in the last few weeks of it. Piper was class, and there was that nice intrigue to it with a whole Bischoff turn in the middle as well. You know, objectively, for me, it was it was Ray Dino, but on the whole, yeah, the whole package. I, th- I, th- I think I think it's Hogan and Piper. There was no Flair Savage match that that there was no blow off. There's not been a blow off to Benoit Sullivan yet. Mm. It could have been know, Benoit I Sullivan. I think if they'd have done Benoit Sullivan at Starcade in like a real 100%. like. Like a cage match or something like that, that would have won it because it was the most real, most uncomfortable at times as well. Oh god, yeah. But you know, most intriguing watch. But in terms of like the full package, I would probably say definitely, like you said, Piper and Hogan. So the winners are Roddy Piper and Hulk Hogan. Sadly, they're not here to accept the award. <laughs> We've got Hogan a live feed. <laughs> yeah. Hey, brother. He's just. Oh. <laughs> Right, don't be re- Hulk. Don't be racist. <laughs> yeah, dude. we are beaming. We are beaming straight to Piper's coffin as well. So <laughs> we're, not, we're not really. <laughs> Next up, worst pay per view. Uh, there's three nominees here. There's Uncensored 1996, yeah. Slamboree 1996, and Hogwild. I mean, all for it. I mean. Hogwild had better matches, but the crowd just the crowd ruined it. Poisoned the well, didn't it? Awful main event as well. Yeah, Slamboree was <sighs> woeful with that fucking battle bowl. 
Yeah, that was shocking. What an absolute shocker of an idea that is. I mean, they were all absolutely abysmal, like main events and stuff like that, weren't they? Yeah. The doomsday cage has got to be... Do you know what? I can look back on it now and go, ironically, it was quite it funny. Gave us, it gave us entertainment value. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was so preposterous. It was like... Jesus. Yeah, I mean, that's all, also, let's not forget, it, had, it wasn't that wasn't the only shocker of a match on there. Sting and Booker versus the uh, Road Warriors, was it? Yeah, and well, nobody the, sold a fucking thing. That was one of the shocking, most shocking tag matches I think I've seen in however long. And you also had uh, <laughs> the Giant versus Loch Ness. <laughs> I, th- I think it would be remiss of us not to give it to Uncensored, even that's though... The, e- even though Hogwild had the cuntiest crowd I've ever seen in my life. There was some decent um, matches on it. There was some decent matches on it, and Slambury was nowhere near as bad as Uncensored. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't... Yeah, it was bad, but it wasn't as bad as Uncensored. <laughs> so, worst pay-per-view, Uncensored. Here to pick up the award is Hawk <laughs> from the LOD. <laughs> He's not sold it. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Next up on a on a completely similar note, the best pay per view of the year. So the nominees are Fall Brawl, Great American Bash, and Starcade. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Starcade was the most recent one, which I thought thoroughly was a pretty good show. It wasn't bad, I think. But it, uh, recency bias probably puts us towards that. But yeah. I mean, I think top to bottom it was good. There wasn't one, like, there was a couple of shit ones on there, but other than that, it, you know, I thought the main event was there was enough of a build. DDP match in there was good, and tag match and stuff like that. I think the I think the War Games was 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 the one I was most excited for, and the one that sort of I don't know I'd look I'd look back on it, but probably most fondly because of that build. I, I honestly think Fall Brawl was the was the best pay per view top to bottom. Yeah, uh, American Bash had some good matches on it. Had the the angle with with Bischoff getting powerbombed by Nash. Yeah, that was good. Um, it was still building to Bash at the Beach. I mean, Bash at the Beach wasn't a great pay per view. Great ending, it, but yeah, it had a great ending. I mean, for me personally, Fall Brawl was the one I enjoyed the most. Yeah, just that main event was it was like exciting when it from like yeah, and you just got that ambiguity with Sting as well, and you know. Couldn't be asked ringing Luger and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, sometimes the main event makes the whole thing, though, doesn't it? Like you, that's the thing you like you think about the most a lot of the time. Like yeah. when I think back to like main like pay per views I cherish the most, I'm always thinking of what was the main event because that's like the the, the good like the, the lasting image that you have of it. I would say, but but I think top to bottom that was a good show as well, not just the main event. Like, but that's the one that sort of sticks in your memory the most. Yeah, so I think pay-per-view of the year, Fall Brawl. Hmm. Moving swiftly on, the biggest letdown of the year. Three nominees, Conan, <laughs> King of the Gattuso, Principal Hoovy, and uh, the immortal Hulk Hogan. Mm, it's a tough one, because it's different, sort of, different reasonings for it, I would say. Yeah, because, so like, I mean... I- like we were looking at H- uh, Conad and Hoovy from like sort of new eyes. Hogan, yeah. you know Hogan. You You've always heard stuff to... about him. You think, oh, Conad, yeah. he's had a bit of a career, and like Hoovy, like he's, I don't know, like he's at, like like well thought of back in the day and stuff like that. And you're thinking, really? Like you've watched him countless times, and you're thinking, I can't really think of any standout matches or promos or anything like that they've done. So like they would definitely be in that conversation. I think Hogan, like in a way, like he started all like the big trend and stuff, but it's such a letdown in the way that he didn't quite grasp the the, the tone and feel of what he was meant to be in. No, um, he really didn't, and that was that was a big letdown for us because we were so fucking excited for it because yeah. it started off so hot, and you know that Hall and Nash can carry it, yeah, but they weren't allowed to carry it because obviously you've got Hogan, who's a much bigger star, and he just, he, he was telling the giant he dropped the ball a lot, but fuck me, did he drop the ball? <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that those first few like promos, like all the little like skits and the backstage stuff, he was absolutely abysmal. What he, 
I mean, he, he, yeah. he, he picked up a little bit in the last few, like last couple of weeks because of the Piper stuff, but it's taken him a while, and you just don't know if that's just because it's Piper and he feels comfortable around him. Do you know what I mean? But a lot of it with with Hogan, Hogan is his comfort zone. I mean, look at the guys he got hired: Beefcake, Center, Bossman, them kind of people. Because yeah. worked with them before. That's Dungeon it. of Doom was was literally just to appease Hogan. I think for someone who's been in the business for so long. He was he's, he's so one dimensional. Yeah, just got the default setting any that we always sort of mention. Yeah, because he's always well, he hasn't always been Hulk Hogan, super American made babyface. He was he was a heel for a bit earlier on in his career, but it's like he completely forgot that. Yeah, I think I think he I think at that point he was just like I'm going to do what I know works. That's worked for ten plus years or whatever, and but it won't work, and that's the problem. Yeah, uh, I know. But I think he's gone. Oh, I've put a new color, new color top on. <laughs> so that'll, that'll do it. Has to be Hogan, just because of the fact that the magnitude of the letdown of it. I would say. Yeah, I'll, I'll happily go for Hogan. Hogan is the letdown of the year. First yeah. award of the night for old Hulky. <laughs> but on the flip side of no, that, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. Up, he wouldn't feud of the year. Don't forget. I'd give that more to Piper than anybody <laughs> else. <laughs> on the flip side of that. We're on to surprise package of the year. A few nominees. Got Diamond Dallas Page, Super Callow, Nick Patrick, and Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. To me, it's Super Callow. Never heard of the geezer. Yeah. <laughs> Literally never heard of him. And he bangs out probably one of the best matches we've seen in the entire run. <laughs> and then gets injured and just it's gone all again. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, in terms of longevity, <clears throat> over the course of the year, he's in like, Three weeks. I know. Whereas D- DDP was a guy that I know. If you hadn't have watched Nitro when you were growing up or at the time, you and you'd only seen his like shitty WWE run, WWF run. Yeah, you'd think, well, what's what's the fucking palaver this guy? Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. he's somebody that consistently week to week when he's been on pay per view to pay per view, yeah. has been corking. Yeah, he's he's not put many he's not put a foot wrong really, has he? Well, maybe the odd couple of dodgy promos, but other than that, he's had the odd stinker of a match. But I think you know a lot of that is the people were put the booking in with. But yeah, I think I think I, I think with him, like he's for me, he's like in the conversation of like best of the year. So like I didn't really think of him like in terms of surprise package. I just thought for the one that really just took me off, like where I was like, whoa, what the hell is this? Because it was like Ray. And against this new geezer, you've never really heard of him. And he's like, oh, it's just going to be a walk over this. And it was like one of my favorite matches I've seen in ages, like alongside a few others that we'll mention later. That's why I think I would, I would probably say him. But Nick Patrick's another good shout as well, like just purely <laughs> comedic. Like when he first pop into it, you just think, oh, he's just a ref. And then all of a sudden, he's like one of the most funny characters on the entire show. I mean, that was quite, that was quite good as well. Nicky uh, Patrick was great. I mean, I, I was he was a highlight of my year. I think your reaction to Sullivan when when the dungeon thing started getting less gimmicky, you were like, "Oh fucking hell, he's good." And I mean, I'd seen him do good stuff in the in the past, but you were completely like, "Fucking hell, like <laughs> what's going on here?" He's actually not shit. Yeah, like that was a that that was a complete shot because you. To be fair, you've already said you're 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 you have always said he was a good promo and stuff like that but we hadn't really seen it and it didn't look like we were going to see it but that that feud just sort of ignited him didn't it i mean because it was so probably because it was so bloody close to home it it, it it sort of came out in in a really like vicious and like like sadistic way like the way he spoke and stuff like that and some of the like intensity in his stuff like you're right like that was a massive surprise as well but it's, it's a tough one this one I mean, I wasn't that familiar with Supercalo either. Hmm. I think I think you're right with Supercalo because just out of the out of the traps, Jesus Christ, this this is this guy's yeah. good. I'd seen Sullivan before, you know. I'd, I'd watched Nitro with DDP on it. Um, I think for both of us, I think Supercalo was the one where we it was went like, you know? <laughs> it was like Kiko Makeda, wasn't it? Cut off the, cut <laughs> yeah. off the bench, Makeda <laughs> just came out of absolutely nowhere. Saw him for three weeks later. That was it. <laughs> and now uh, Super Callow's playing in the uh, Greek League. 
<laughs> it's in Greek backyard wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I think, like I, think, <laughs> I think I think that just like was a complete like absolute shock. Like I just didn't expect it whatsoever. So Super Callow, you are our surprise package of the year. Nice one, man. So come next we're going to <laughs> Yeah, come back soon, mate. We want to see you with like Dino and shit like that. Most underrated. So it's different, slightly different from the surprise package because these are people that week in, week out are solid as fuck and don't mm. get the, the kudos that, that they should yeah. probably. So our nominations are Brad Armstrong, mm-hmm. Meng. Well, Meng and Barb will put them together as a tag team. Yeah. Buff Bagwell, mm. Ted DiBiase, and the Earl of EDM, <laughs> the King of Krautrock, <laughs> the Viscount of Vorsprung Dirge Technique. Benic Varad, Hudson Younger, Commonsy Bitter, Unlisten to Craftwork, The Baron of the Bear Keller, German Techno Twat, Das Wunderkind, Alex Wright. <laughs> it's been a while since I've heard that. <laughs> so much so that I forgot to add a new one. <laughs> it's hard to, hard to remember all that. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> don't worry, he's on the next Nitro, I'll have to write it down. <laughs> it's, tough. it's a tough one. I think Alex Wright deserves a shout because he was one where it's like Definitely. good, solid. Obviously, at the time, maybe he could have been given a bit more of an opportunity, probably. Brad Armstrong, solid hand. Always always had decent matches on TV, hasn't he? He's perennially underrated, Brad Armstrong. Yeah. He's been underrated. Because when we're, we're going to be doing Starcade 86 next week, and he's in the first fucking match. So mm. he's like a 10-year... At least minimally ten years, and some of the stuff he did with Tracy Smothers was great. Mm. And the Southern Boys, I just, I just think Brad Armstrong is fucking superb and never got the. He's he's what he gets the like the kudos of the guys who've worked with him. Yeah, they're in the locker room type thing. Yeah, and apparently a really great personality. But as soon as the camera went on, you know, just lost. Yeah, yeah, it's different but, in it. I suppose it's a different world, like. Like, if you know that camera's it. on, yeah, it does some shit to your brain, man. Yeah, I think them two are good shouts. Meng and Barb on a weekly Meng, basis. Meng just, and Barb have been Meng. consistent, haven't they, pretty much, for, for quite a while, just in fun matches. Really enjoyed some of their stuff recently with the Outsiders and and a few yeah. of the other bits as well. Um, really good. Like Even the matches with, like, the odd few matches they've had with Harlem, they've been class. That uh, one with Mongo and Benoit. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Shit, crazy. Yeah, I think that I think they're probably the ones, you know, Meng and Barb, because they're just consistently six, seven out of ten. You know, Dennis Irwin, you know, get you a get you a get you a power bomb. <laughs> get, get you a backdrop into a power bomb. Get you a guiding headbutt. <laughs> Always fit. You know, left foot, right foot, kicked fuck out of you either way. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think naturally that, that they would definitely be like my pick for them. And also, if we don't give it to him, they might bite our they nose off. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Meng and Barb, the face of fear, you are our most underrated of the year. Back onto the uh, the bad stuff. I'm afraid worst gimmick of the year. Oof, There's a plethora, a smorgasbord, a cornucopia, if you will. <laughs> so, the nominees are the Booty Man. Glacier, Disco Dipshit, John Tenter, it's not a fish, <laughs> Colonel Robert Parker's first incarnation as a plantation owner, <laughs> both both gimmicks, yeah. Duggan's Tapes Fist, <laughs> Roadblock, and Loch Ness. <sighs> Where do you start? <laughs> I mean, I mean, Loch Ness was essentially giant haystacks just with a different name. Yeah, and that gimmick we saw him once. So works and drawing money, roadblock, shocking. It just just contracts. It just reminds me of that partridge bit where he's got codes as tits. <laughs> Read the small print on your contract. <laughs> yeah, but again, we only saw him once. Yeah, rule him out. Duggan's tape fist was a running fucking nightmare for a Duggan, couple of weeks. I forget, I actually forget how bad how bad it was watching him on a weekly basis at one point. It was fucking abysmal. We hadn't seen him for a long time, yeah. but he does pop up in the next Nitro. Oh, brilliant. Guess who he's, <laughs> guess who he's against? Not someone big, is it? 
It's against Billy Regal for the belt. Oh, Jesus. He's not going to win, is he? <laughs> no. That'll be awful. I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, that was fucking dreadful. Because it wasn't yeah. even like, if you tape your fist like Helmsley tapes, your fist, tapes his fist, fair enough. Pump it was just like, fist. swing it around a few times, and then and yeah. then that's the... Free that strand battle, wonder. Yeah. Oh, shocking. Glacier is definitely in the conversation as well. Possibly the most egregious gimmick you could ever come up with because it was so cost you know yeah like just that's why i think up. he's the worst because he costs yeah. so much fucking money at least duggan's tape fish you can get you can get a roll of tape and, for about and, three quid and to be fair to duggan i hate the cunt in the ring nice bloke outside of it by all accounts at least yeah. he, he got a reaction at least crowd likes him glacier gets Anyone absolutely who shouts usa gets a reaction <laughs> i know i know that's true but even then the uh, glacier gets absolute crickets can't stand watching the geezer, the shadow fighting, the absolute like nonsense lore of his history. Like he's been, he's, he's studied like eight different kung fu and martial arts styles and all this rubbish. And it's just the the, the way it's like the way they're trying to push it to you every time on commentary is embarrassing. Um, I, I do think the booty man deserves a mention because yeah. this is this is this is like the eighteenth in a long line of shit gimmicks, like the zodiac and. Fucking the man with no name. The guy gets a different gimmick every... We haven't seen him for a while, um, but I still think he was absolutely pony. Disco, you all know our thoughts on that dickhead. Center, I, I can't give it to Funny in a way. It was, it was funny in a way, yeah. It yeah. was funny, though. Especially um, the half Par- <laughs> Parker's redeemed himself, but, I mean, his initial gimmick was racist as fuck. Yeah. But he's... I mean, his new one's kind of xenophobic, but it is funny. Conehead with his with his whatever he was at the beginning with them, with them goggles. His, 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 this, this, his uh, incognito mode, his second one's quite funny. <laughs> his in- incognito mode is definitely bad. But, you know, I, we, we we can't look over Glacier the most. No. It's, it's so expensive, so shit, gets no reaction. He looks like a Burke. And, you know... The fact that he's still prominent today and he's been prominent in, in things because of Cody fucking Rhodes really annoys me. <laughs> he's not been brought into WWE yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're we going for we're we going for Glacier. Glacier. All day long, yeah. It's gotta be. Right. Well, he pops up again in our next uh next award. <laughs> Worst wrestler. Oof. There's a few of the repeat offenders in here. Booty yeah. man, Glacier. Disco Dipshit, Mongo, M. Chinlock, Hugh Morris, Big Ron Stud, <laughs> and The Giant. Although I hate The Giant, I must rule him out of this one because there's some absolute shockers in there that are just above him, unfortunately. Mongo, if we're talking about pure wrestling, is just absolutely shocking. <laughs> right, Wall Wall Street can actually wrestle. He, he, you know, he can. I've seen Wall Street have good matches. Yeah, I know that's hard to believe, but in his previous <laughs> incarnation, when he was in the Vasic Club, you know, really good. He was because he, he was a legitimate amateur wrestler. He was he was billed as a shooter. I didn't mind him as IRS. The gimmick was a bit wank, but it worked, didn't it? I suppose Hugh Morris is the dog worst as a human, but. He can do a fat boy moonsault, though. He is athletic. <laughs> Glacier can't wrestle, let's be honest. No. He can kick things. The booty man, the booty man's never been good, ever. No. Brutus Beefcake, never been good. <laughs> he's fucking shitty. He is. But the thing is, he's not even got a personality to bring it back, whereas Mongo is the shits in the ring. Yeah, but, but he's as, got something as, about him, I suppose, hasn't yeah, he? He's given us... Hours of fucking comical. Like, <laughs> I think, things. I think, I think I know where you're going with this. I think I, I would have to concur that it probably would have to be the booty man. The booty man, the, for the fact he had a job consistently for about 20 odd years, cons- just because he was Hogan's mate. Yeah. And he was the shits. He never, he was never good. Dreadful. So, worst wrestler of the year, booty man, Ed <laughs> Leslie. Worst match of the year next. So there's there's quite a few here. There's a giant Loch Ness from Uncensored, Booker T and Sting versus the Road Warriors from Uncensored, the Doomsday Cage from Uncensored. <laughs> uh, um, 
That's why it so won the worst pay per view. Part of Nasty Boys versus the Pubic Enema at Bash of the Beach double dog collar match. Yeah. You didn't even watch that, you prick. Yeah, but I didn't need to. Mongo versus Joe Gomez at Bash of the Beach. And Hogan versus the Giant at Hogwild. I know what mine is. I will happily go for Hogan versus the Giant at Hogwild. That was yeah. one of the worst matches I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not even going to de- deliberate with that one. It was abysmal. The we others were about, shit. But that was going to be the main, main event. event. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this is supposed to be your draw. This is supposed to be what puts the asses in seats. And it was about 15 minutes long. And I think we got about outside. three minutes of wrestling and it was like a headlock and a wrist lock and it was shit. <laughs> it was a bit dreadful. Of it. it was shocking. Dreadful. <laughs> I, I, that's a quick one. There's not a lot of deliberation there. Hogan Just go back versus and to that the episode Giant. If you want to listen to our real thoughts on it, fucking hell. <laughs> it was it was nearly not as bad, but nearly as bad as Janella Page. <laughs> That'll take some doing to beat that. Fucking hell. <laughs> Oh, the talking cowboy boot. <laughs> okay, our next award is a positive award. It's the best tag team of the year. Mm. So we've got Faces of Fear, Harlem Heat, Arnon Benoit, because previous to the Mongo Benoit, Arnon Benoit were fucking good. Slight little one for me here, the uh, amazing French Canadians. <laughs> the Steiners... And the Outsiders, Hall and Nash. Some good ones in there. There is. I mean, I'm going to sort of say not the Steiners because we didn't see a lot. Because obviously Scotty was injured for a long portion of it. So we didn't get a lot of Steiners action. For me, it's a standout. And do you want me to mention? Do you want me to say? Go for it. It's the quintessential. Harlem Heat. I, I I think, I think Harlem Heat. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know how much we love you, Megan Barb. But Harlem Heat consistently, they look mint. They've got the promo yeah. down with Booker. The attitude. The entrance. Yeah, the attitude, the entrance. They've got Sherry looks mint with them. Once you got rid of Parker. Yeah, they look I mean, great Parker with works with the well. AFC. Yeah. Yeah, they've had a nice run, run with the belts. Parker works with the AFC, did not work with, the, with Harlem. And to be fair, we might not get much longer with Harlem because obviously Booker does his little solo, solo yeah. polo paper. Shout out to the outsiders as well. I mean, you know how much I love them too. But they just think yeah. they haven't quite been like the longevity of Harlem Heat so far. They've been pretty yeah. much there from minute one, haven't they? So for me, yeah. it has to be them too. I think Face is probably a close second with the outsiders. Yeah. But yeah, Harlem definitely for me. Best tag team of the year, Harlem Heat. Uh, next one's just purely, it's not about angles or anything like that. It's best in ring. So we've mm. got Dean Malenko. Yeah. Stephen Regal. Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, <laughs> Rey Mysterio Jr., and Chris Jericho. I think Jezza, maybe not, because he's, he was only there, sort it. of half of it, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. But it's tough. If if I was picking, and you could obviously deliberate this, or you can att- you know go against it if you want, for me, Dean Malenko, just yeah, I mean, absolute I think... wizard in the ring. Just like, not, not Chris Jericho level of wizard, but, you know, an actual one. I'm a wizard. Um, <laughs> Again, he was another one that, that was sort of not not a surprise package by any means because I know how, how good he like loads of people have told me how good he was, but I've never really seen him. And just every match, almost apart from maybe one or two, I can think of. He's yeah, he's absolute, never had an absolute stinker, has he? Never. Absolute technician of like the highest class. Like Daniel yeah. Bryan clearly took so much inspiration from this guy and and built on top of it. For me, he's just absolutely class. I don't know. Obviously, went Benoit as well. Been unbelievable. Like Eddie, yeah, Eddie as well. We've seen we've seen Eddie come out of his shell a lot in the last like few months. I've watched it as well. Like get adding more character and stuff like that. But for me, in terms of in ring ability and the technical aspects of it, D Malenko has just been fast, like unbelievable. D Malenko for me as well. I think. I mean, I have not watched a year's worth of stuff and enjoyed one person as much for a long time. Yeah. Maybe Punk. Maybe Punk's running AEW just as a singular. 
you know, entity yeah. and like everything was quality. I think, I think that was class. But Dean Malenko was just flawless. The only different, the only issue you have with Dean, and this is purely in ring anyway. But the only issue you have with Dean is the promo. Now, yeah. Punk ticks all boxes for me. Dean, yeah. Dean is just flawless in the ring. So yeah, Dean Malenko, best in ring. Yeah. Moving swiftly on, best promo nominations are Arn Anderson, yeah. or Ricky Flair, Randall Savage. Piper, DDP, and uh, the inspiration for our our name, <laughs> Mr. Kevin Nash. Look at the adjective. <laughs> Some absolute quality ones in there, though. To be fair, like like more recently, yeah. Piper. Some of the some of the stuff he, he, you don't know half, you don't know half the stuff he's going on about most of the time. But fuck me, it's gripping. There's only one guy on there for me. Yeah, it, it, to me, I think I know what you're going to say, I and understand. I definitely agree. Again, just to, yeah, so holds the show together. Yeah, I mean, he's flares on that list, but for me, like, and like on another level compared to him, like the promos he's done yeah. the entire run through. Like, obviously, Flair's not at his best at this point. I don't think he's just on the fucking piss every night. But for Ard Anderson, talks with conviction. You believe every word he says. Again, like gripping from like minute one in it when he starts talking. Yeah. He's got that gravitas in his voice, hasn't he? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if Piper had been around for longer, maybe he could have been. He could have challenged him, but definitely, ah, just in terms of consistency, there were spells in that show where he was one of the only things that was worth watching. Yeah, it was. There was times where if he hadn't been on it, the whole show would have just felt the wheels would have just fallen off. Yeah, you'd have episodes where he was cutting three promos in one night, all of them absolutely class, having a really good match in the middle of it as well. And it was just like, this guy's an absolute MVP. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> so, Arn Anderson. Anderson's got to be it for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, before we get on to our Classic Four, the yeah. Classic Four Awards that we do at the end of every night, we're doing <laughs> for the year, I've got a, got a special award to give out. Oh. You've been waiting for it, guys. It's the Ricky <laughs> Steamboat Award for Arm Drag of the Year. <laughs> and the winner of that was Eddie Guerrero versus Psychosis on the 22nd of July 1996 Nitro 9.6 never wow. been beaten never likely to be beaten and I know this because I have, I have a chart <laughs> I think I actually remember you talking about it <laughs> like that, that arm drag like so I remember going, whoa, that is just that's unassailable. That you can't beat that, surely. <laughs> it's near perfection, and by perfection I mean Ricky Steamboat, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was top tier, probably never gonna do a better one in his life. Yeah. But you know, you you've got the Steamboat Award, Ricky. Nope, you've got the Ricky Steamboat Award, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it was up to me, Ricky Steamboat would win it just every year without any any <laughs> You know, competition, but <laughs> but moving swiftly on, we've gone to a positive. Now we go on to the Barnet of the Year. <laughs> there's a there's a smorgasbord here. It really is. Brad Armstrong, yeah. John Tenter, Ricky Morton, Chris Benoit, Psychosis, Brian Mayhair, Hugh Morris. Hogan's wig, Eric Bischoff, M. Chinlock, and a late run-in from Kensuke Sasaki tramlines. <laughs> I mean, there's some fucking there's some belters on there. It depends how you want to on you want to go for it. Do you want to give it to the one for the the best the best hair or the worst hair? Because if you give it to the best hair, it's definitely John Tenter's half skullet. Yeah, John Tenter's <laughs> half skullet was. Was possibly one of the coolest things we've ever seen, and if you if you'd listened to our previous incarnation when we discussed this in length, I I had a drink with an Italian like there's a bunch of Italian hairdressers in Manchester, and you know when you sort of like bump into a crowd of people, you sort of like oh I'll tag along and yeah, because yeah. obviously I like Italian football, so that was my uh, my in, in. <laughs> that was my in like it is with anyone Italian who I speak to at work, and uh, <laughs> he had what he'd done. He'd shaved his beard in half. He just had half a beard 
<laughs> and I thought, it's a bit different. And then you see John Center and you think, ah. <laughs> so John Center's John Center's half skull, it does hold a special place in my heart. Brad's Brad's dog shit waterfall can't be understated though. Yeah, that's dirty. <laughs> Hogan's Hogan's wig was absolutely rotten as well. Let's not forget that the absolute like pin what was like pinhead pinhead hair it was absolutely disgraceful. <laughs> it was more about when it came off and he had that like ponytail underneath. Yeah, yeah the, the, <laughs> the ponytail he, he sort of put into it to hide the rest of it. <laughs> what Wall Street Wall Street's hair is not as egregious as he's wrestling. No, Bischoff's just for men like feathered. Fucking nightmare. We only spotted that late, you see. Yeah. Ricky Morton, I mean, he's he's still got the Isn't same it? fucking hair now. So <laughs> he could win it every year, really. So we can't really have him in there. He, he, he is the, the, the king. He is the king of the mullets. Yeah. Brad Armstrong, genius. Benoit was, uh, was one yeah, that was absolute... uh, crept up, didn't it? Yeah, that sort of like curled up mullet at the back like dried mullet that was a bit naughty that <laughs> psychosis is Brian Mayer see I don't know if it's his actual hair or is it a wig I reckon that's or a part wig, of that. his gimmick it's got it's got as much as I love Brad and I love Brad's dog shit waterfall I think centre it's got a bit yeah. centre on it that skullet was just iconic he kept it as well he kept the gimmick for ages yeah. <laughs> he lived his gimmick man and just just for the just for the just giving it to the for the cause. I mean, he, that guy was kayfabe through and through. He's not a fish. He's a man. John Tenter. He even changed the tattoo on his arm. <laughs> and then they took the gimmick off him. I know. <laughs> John Tenter, you are Barnet of the Year, my friend. Well done. Brilliant. You mean he's dead now, but... Well done anyway. <laughs> well done anyway. Next up, Dick of the, Dick of the Year. The Disco Duggan Hart slash Hogan Award of the Year. <laughs> the usual suspects, obviously. Disco, mm. Duggan, Hart, Hogan, they're all in there. Booty Man's in there. Pub- pubic Enema are in there. Oof. Glacier and the Hogwild Crowd. <laughs> Oof. Pubic Enema, fucking hell. They're, they're, like, yep. they're definitely in the conversation, aren't they? Whoever wins this, we'd rename it. This is, this is the this is the accolade bestowed upon them. We will rename it to suit this. I think. I think Hogan. I'm going to let Hogan off off the hook here because he's he's had, he's had a few decent weeks recently. And I know it's hard to do that recency, but he was still involved in probably the biggest moment in the entire run as well with a turn. So he's definitely True. been involved in good things. I don't think I think Hart's been less egregious. He's not been on TV as much. Yeah, he was very very annoying to begin with. Hence why he was you know involved in the involved. awards name. <laughs> no redeeming features. No redeeming qualities. Pubic enema, nothing. Glacier, yeah. nothing. Yeah. Jim Duggan is over, but not much. Not yeah. much. Disco Inferno. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think I think public enemy or the pubic enemy are the worst thing. <laughs> the worst on, on the show. Yeah, the fucking dirt they feature heavily. That's the that's the problem with them. Booty man, you haven't seen him in too heavily. You know, d- disco. We yeah. maybe see him once a month. Public enemy are there every week. You're bringing that table out. Yeah. Oh, we haven't seen Duggan for months. Yeah, glaciers hit and miss. Yeah, hogwild crowd. I mean. They get deplorable cunts of the year, fucking yeah. assholes. <laughs> but yeah, the pubic enema, Johnny Grunge and Rocco Rock, you are pubic enema award dick of the year. <laughs> so we're at the last two awards, Marcos, the, the, the two big ones. Big ones, yeah. We've got MVP, Montel Vontavious Porter. <laughs> <laughs> Superstar of the year, if you will. Yeah, we do not fight jobbers. Right. (laughs) Our five nominees are Scott Hall, Diamond Dallas Page, Arn Anderson, Rowdy Roddy Piper, and Ray Mysterio Jr. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'd wrote wrote DDP twice. That's tough. This is where it's getting tough. 
the big ones. They've all been brilliant in their own way. And Anderson is is up there for me because he got he got a good matches out of Luger. Yeah. He's done well with every. He's never he's never put a foot wrong. Gan. He's had one. He's had weeks where it's like he was all right, but he was he's never shit ever shit. Yeah. Paul's had a few missteps like them when they were all sat in that room, and you know they were getting the fucking crudities and all that kind of shit. Yeah, bit pony, but I think Hall's been the best one out of the NWO. The easily he started it all, didn't he? He started the intrigue off. Yeah, um, Piper put a rocket underneath Hulk Hogan and actually got something out of Hogan, which is nigh on impossible to do. Yeah, especially at this point. Um, Mysterio, Mysterio's in the in the shout with me, consistent from minute one, pretty much. Pure excitement, you know. Yeah, great underdog baby face. A handful I of think, great matches you can just think of off the top of your head. Um, Page, I think Page has done really well this year. I think he was, you know, I think he's yeah. been involved in some good stuff. I think De- I think he, I don't know if we mentioned it, but Dean was definitely being a shout for MVP for me as well. I don't it know was. was you narrowed it down. Was he on? Was he on the list? I didn't. I didn't see him. Well, I'll put him on the nominations anyway. <laughs> I'll add him back on. Yeah, Dean definitely as well. In terms of match quality, yeah, I mean he's best in the ring. Yeah, um, it's tough. It's very tough. I, I I I can't look beyond Piper. Piper, really. I don't know. I mean, I don't know about that. Brought something to the game that nobody else could. He brought genuine sort of star quality, didn't he? I can see where you're coming from with that. I think, I think, I think it's hard to look past Arn again as well. In terms of, yeah, I think, I think in those those dark episodes where it was pretty, pretty drab. You know, he, he pulled out the bag. Great promos, some really good good stuff in the ring, like you said, pulling good matches out of people that weren't really doing it at the time, like Luger. It's hard that one. I'm struggling. I mean, see, for me, it's between Arn, Scott Hall, and Rey Mysterio in terms of quality throughout. I think personally, we're going to get more Hall. We're going to get more Ray. This could be yeah. I think Arn's, Arn needs to win it. It's his. It's his Benzema Ballon d'Or, isn't it? <laughs> he's earned it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's earned it. Lifetime achievement, really. More like Pete's won sports, per, sports personality of the year just for his career. <laughs> Not his personality. <laughs> no. And Anderson, MVP of the year. Well, it's our last award, Mark. Yeah. It's the big one. Sponsored by Davy Meltzer's star rating. <laughs> It's match of the year. I'm joking. We don't go off Davey Meltzer's start rating. <laughs> so you can send us the six to choose from. Dean Malenko, Rey Mysterio, Great American Bash. Chris Benoit, Kevin Sullivan, False Count Anywhere, Great American Bash. Rey versus Super Callow at Fall Brawl. The NWO versus Arn Luger and Flair, Fall Brawl War Games. Yeah. Benoit versus Eddie on the 23rd of December Nitro. And the last the last Nitro we had, 30th of December, Dean versus Ray, time limit draw. It's Dean v. Ray on there twice. That's quite impressive, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. But for me, there's not one match that's better than Dean versus Ray at the Great American Bash did the first one. No. It's the Super Callow, Super Callow Ray one would be a second to me, but that one was just... Like that, see that ben, first one, Benoit Sullivan for me as well. You know, just because of how fucking into it we got and we were popping yeah. like it was mental. Yeah. But, and it was completely the woman in the man's jam. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you've got to give credit to like the comms for that for that match yeah. as well. Everything just sort of coalesced together nicely. Yeah. Um, but for me, in terms of pure match, yeah, I think it D- Dean versus Ray. Was fucking superb, wasn't it? Yeah, there's nothing that comes close, to, really. To put it, it into put it in perspective. I hadn't seen that match before, and I would probably put it in just off the my top ten matches of all time. I mean, I loved it that much. I've watched that match three times since we watched it initially because it's just yeah. that good. 
is just world class. Two absolute world class operators. Di Malenko, technical beast, and then M- Mysterio, who was like twenty one at the time, putting on a match of that quality is just insane. And he just didn't really stop there after that. We absolutely waxed lyrical about it when we we reviewed that, didn't we? For, for twenty Honestly, minutes or something. We had a bit of a chubby, didn't we? I think so, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was the that was the one. You know, when if someone asked you what was your favorite match that year, that would be the one that would just stand yeah. out instantly. Infinitely, you yeah. probably have to think about a few others, but that one was just like, whoa! That was just stood out from minute one. It was just brilliant, and nothing and, nothing's come close for me. Nah, not really. Not in terms of start to finish quality for a minute. Yeah, you know, like say it was just that good, and. We saw him have another four matches or something like that, three or four matches, and obviously not as good as that first one, but the quality wasn't too far off in terms of you know, you know, you could put that match out there hundred times, and I'd want to watch it hundred times. Do you know what I mean? Like they just clicked together so well. Yeah, there's not been a better in-ring marriage than them two. No, not even nowhere yeah. close. Definitely not. Match of the year: Dean versus Ray, Great American Bash. That is the end of the first annual Adji Awards. Yeah. So 1996 is in the bag, it's in the books. We are moving briskly on to 1997 in July. <laughs> but before that, we're going to give you our first episode of our Past Tense bonus series, which is going to be Starcade 86. They really need to get better lights. Let's just say <laughs> that. Fucking hell. I'm squinting, looking at Is that Jimmy Garvin? <laughs> and then and then before the end of the month you're going to be getting Fighter Fest 2019 the third installment of our well wouldn't you know who won the Tony and then into July we're going to be doing we're kicking off July with the 6th of January 1997 mm. has anything changed in the last week <laughs> who knows still, still no more matcher man he's banned for seven games isn't he yeah he is <laughs> he's, he's, he's bringing the game in dis- into disrepute <laughs> but um so we hope you've enjoyed us rounding off the year, capping it off. We've, we're gonna, we're probably gonna do this every year, I think. Enjoyed that. Some are, yeah, <laughs> something nice. Kudos and credits to people who don't usually get it. Yeah. And Anderson's fucking mint. Simple as. <laughs> yeah. Any further business, Mark? No, no, no more, no more awards or nothing else to report. <laughs> well, in that case, I will tell you this: if you want to interact with us. It's at AdjectivePod on Twitter. Uh, we promise to be a bit more active. If you want to give us a five-star David Meltzer on Spotify, super kick that subscribe button as well. You can, you know, Insigori, Roddy Piper Insigori, Chun-Li Spinning Bird Kick, Booker T Side Kick, fucking AJ Styles Pele Kick, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Smash it. Pele Kick. <laughs> Pele. <laughs> don't work for me brother right well in that case I'm going to say these so, you know, he, was, he didn't win an award over the match of the year but he was prominent in 1996 I'm hoping he becomes more prominent in 1997 and have some other corkers I'll say them in for this two words Rey Mysterio cheerio Shitty fucking ninety nine cent with the 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 where your toe gimmick has just that ball that comes through. I mean, not flip flops. I'm talking shitty ninety nine cent shower shoes. And he dropped them.